0: and so many of you are going into business for yourselves so many of you are deciding to opt out of the rat race as you see it and go and start your own companies and in order to do so you need legal advice and the last thing you want to pay for vast amounts of money for when you're starting out is the admin stuff all of the legal advice and so you might wing it and you might start out and you might go yeah well we'll, we'll, the shareholders agreements we will postpone those for a bit and we we get on it's going to be fine it's going to be fine and you know once we've got some cash flow, we'll then, we'll, we'll get a lawyer involved and we'll set up the shelter. And it's like, as Pablo tells us so often, um, you are costing yourself a lot of money in the long term. So as we look at uh, at creating your personal brand or your personal business, if you like, um, more and more as you get out of corporate, maybe you're tired of corporate, maybe you just want to start out, you want to do something different. Aiton Stern is director at Legalese, and you're the first person on The Money Show that I've ever seen. With a man bun. (laughs) So that is your your, your first credit. And that's not really loyally. It's not that
1: loyally. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, lawyers are... You know, you're are people too? Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> people too? I know it's hard to believe. Um, but you're the first interview I've ever seen with uh, blue and yellow socks. Well, thank you. Yes,
0: <laughs> um, I'm very serious about my socks. Um, but when you when you you worked in the corporate sector, you worked as a lawyer who charges like Vodacom per second billing sort of approach to, uh, but at a much higher rate. Yeah. Um, you've done all of
1: that. Yeah, I suppose Legalese was uh, our company was built on on the idea of understanding how lawyers worked and then understanding how creative and entrepreneurs worked and then kind of marrying the two together, taking the best of both.
0: But you're a law firm staffed by lawyers that's not a law firm.
1: Yeah, it's you'd be surprised. It's actually quite becoming quite a popular trend. Um, the, the the idea of the traditional law firm is breaking down, so there's still plenty of lawyers that are working in traditional firms, and they take up most of the market, but there's a lot of kind of different takes on legal services now, and there's uh, companies that are setting up legal tech businesses, and a couple of legal consultancies, and a few people trying to just do it differently, uh, realize that something wasn't working that perfectly about the legal industry, so everyone's having a different take
0: on it. What's not working about the legal industry? What 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 gap did you see that you could exploit differently?
1: Um, I suppose a number of them. For one, the obvious one, which you've mentioned, uh, the pricing. There is, uh, the, it's too expensive and, uh, lawyers, yeah, lawyers are too expensive and it's unaffordable for a lot of people. So even if the service is worth it, it doesn't actually matter because people can't, just can't afford it. Um, that was the one. I suppose the other one is also in the way that legal advice is given. You know, that classic joke, they say, people say you want the, the one-handed lawyer, so you can't have the lawyer go on the one hand, but also on the other hand.
0: <laughs> and I, I used to think the law was quite a simple thing, but... Uh, it's not as simple. It, <laughs> as it, uh, there, there, uh, you know, you can be right and wrong, and your opponent can be completely wrong, yeah. yet have a right. Yeah,
1: so I mean, interesting, what we do, we try not focus our take is really really different on it so we try not focus on opponents and law doesn't actually have to be this confrontational uh, dispute sort of thing within the law there is plenty going on that isn't about two people fighting you know so we look at sMEs and we try to figure well what can we do to help you you create your business to make your business succeed not What can we do to help you fight with people? Mm. And we work in that space. So we, you know, I get to go to work and not fight, which is a real, real pleasure. But you spend
0: your life training for the fight.
1: Um, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I did a bit of court work, but I never enjoyed the fight. I like yeah. building. I'm big into constructive stuff. I like to help people's idea come to life. And
0: I, 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 This is plagiarism. I, I'm just sure. stating it up front. I nicked it off your website. Th- but Traditionally, lawyers fine. are called to fix problems. Legalese looks at law differently, utilizing modern technology and innovative thinking to tailor-make legal solutions that suit your business and prevent problems occurring in the first place. There we go. Now, I mean, that's all well and good. If provided, both parties who are dealing with the with the document that you've created see it the same way. Yeah, because I, as we know, nothing in the law is that simple.
1: For sure, I suppose it's it's no different to the insurance companies. You know, at some point they realised, wait a second, if we just keep people healthy, then uh, they, we won't have to pay out as much. So they started putting money and effort into people and keeping he- uh, staying healthy. Look. We, from time to time, uh, our clients do land up in disputes and we help them to assist it, uh, uh, to fix it. We've just launched um, a mediation department uh, because I feel that for SMEs, mediation is a much more um, manageable and affordable way to solve disputes. So what we'll do is we'll figure out, if you land up in a dispute, we'll look at it and see, cool, how do we get you out of this? How do we fix this? Not how do we use as many hours as possible to hold you up in court and drain your bank accounts um um,
0: you, say, you say it as fact, and I mean, I would like to believe that lawyers aren't there deliberately to p- price gouge. Yeah, no, they, they're definitely. They're, they may not be as circumspect as we would like them to be. Yeah. Um, when it comes to measuring time,
1: I guess I'm I'm definitely exaggerating. And mm. lawyers do a fantastic job, and not <laughs> <they're> not. not
0: <laughs> you, you're hearing the writs pinging into your phone as we speak. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, no, lawyers do a fantastic job, and and lawyers are there to to help clients, and that predominantly is what they do. I'm a lawyer, and I'm a big fan of lawyers, but there is something in the industry and in the culture of it that a lot of the work that certainly i used to do at a corporate firm um or what i see colleagues do is not always like you might do the work knowing that you're that the that the client might not have a valuable solution so i suppose the one difference for us and it's it's not just us lots of lawyers are good people is we look at cool where's the value like if you're paying me money which is hard-earned money for you, I want to know what value are you going to get out of this.
0: And, and sometimes the best advice is to not fight. 100%.
1: That's um, very and, often.
0: And, and so often you you get the impression that people don't get that advice or if they get the advice, they choose to ignore it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for us, it's it's more about looking at solutions. So if you've got a business, you mentioned the shareholders example. Cool. You want to start a business. What solutions can we put together for you in order to uh, help your business succeed? Um, when we started to realize people landed up in disputes, we needed to figure out a solution. So we developed this mediation part of the business. And the whole of legalese has just been built on looking at different solutions for creatives, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and uh, startups and that's been for me the big difference between our approach and a traditional law firm um is that it's solution based
0: and, and what i what i found interesting is just looking at your website that that you've got to be it, your, your charges are clearer than a cell phone account your charges are clearer yes. <laughs> um, than, than, than a bank charge statement yeah uh, for example you make it very clear um come and chat to us we can have our time for nothing for a bit yeah uh, and then once we put together the solution Here's a fixed price yeah. for that solution.
1: It's, it seems it seems very straightforward. Um, but when so when I started LegalEase was now three and a half years ago, um, I kind of looked around the world what people were doing, and in the UK and America there were these set fees. And I looked around South Africa, and we couldn't find it. So I think we pretty much were. It was like this small idea at the beginning that turned into quite a big thing of just saying to people, "This is what we're going to charge." Um, and putting that on the website as a price list and it served us very, very well and it was kind of one of these things that I didn't realize at the time how valuable that would be and now I see a lot of law firms do it, which is really, really fantastic. Uh,
0: whether it takes you five minutes to find the solution because you may have dealt with a similar case yesterday and you might just have the cut and paste that you can you can pull up. I'm sure you would never do that. Uh, whether <laughs> it takes you five hours of research because it, there's a particular unique challenge yeah. here. Yeah. Um, that's the risk you take.
1: Then. Well, it's not the risk. That's where the magic really happens so you know what we try to do is how do we productize things we look at the same thing that all kind of tech we like we we are for by tech for tech so we look at all the sorts of ways that tech companies uh methods they use to get smart and if you've done something a number of times and you can figure out a better way like a quicker way to do it and you develop a product around that then you're really really winning and you can pass that on to the client Bring the the price down, that creates you know like ge- uh, that generates a lot of revenue and then you can move on to the next product so you know and that's our our, our focus has always re- really been kind of how do we build products for for clients that are in the legal. Yeah, are,
0: are you using artificial intelligence? Are you using the sort of learning that is capable, or is it not yet evolved to a point where the South Africa's legal system can be interpreted yeah. uh, by a computer?
1: Well, we aren't. You know, we we kind of keep to the the like our model is is less around legal tech, although legal tech is brilliant. I uh, we we don't use it as much. Our model is how do you like offer an affordable but still professional legal service? Um, but there are some really interesting companies doing work in legal tech. Um, and trying to figure out how you can use uh, uh, AI to to make legal services faster. I haven't seen anything that works brilliantly, but uh, there are solutions, and I think those solutions are going to come in the form of software that lawyers can use, not really software that's going to replace lawyers, so the same way you might use Xero or or fresh books or something for your accounting, there's soon going to be legal software for that. So that I'm very excited for.
0: Aiton Stern is my guest this evening, director at Legalese. Are you starting up something? Are you having a fight with a partner? Are you looking for some guidance as to how you can use the advice of a lawyer without getting caught up in the legalese? And what rhymes with legalese but fees? Um, how do you avoid that? Can is it possible to dodge the fees bullet and still get some decent advice? We're going to be talking about personal branding and the sort of work. That Aiton does in terms of helping people start up their businesses, especially when you go out on your own for the first time. How do you position yourself in a competitive space where you can bet your bottom dollar? Others have spotted the opportunity that you have spotted. How do you legal proof yourself in that environment? aiton Stern, the director at LegalEase, in a moment. How do you um, get the, the sort of legal guidance that you might need when it comes to setting up that business? aiton Stern does this for a living. He's directed LegalEase. Uh, it's run by lawyers. It's not a law firm. It's not a law firm because lawyers have to operate by lots of rules and regulations. Yeah. I so you're a consultancy rather than a law law firm. We
1: call it a creative legal agency. We have a law firm that's registered. We uh, and we So it's
0: like KPMG in accounting. It's like a yeah. cre- creative accounting firm. I'm joking. That's very unkind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll find a lot of different business. I mean, to, to some extent, it doesn't operate that differently to an in-house law firm at a company. Um, if you want to be a registered law firm, there's just five different things that you uh, can't do, and we don't do any of them. So what are the op- things
0: you can't do? Steal your client's money.
1: No, You never lot to steal <laughs> your client's money. Um, you can't do wills. You can't do conveyancing of houses.
0: Oh, boring stuff. Totally. Yeah. it's, yeah. it's, a st- it's a, I mean Boot- Good bread and butter money. It's great bread and butter money, um, which covers the rentals and all that sort of stuff, and everything else is the cream on top, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, it is soul destroying.
1: Um, for some people, it's not. For me, it just wasn't where I saw my life. I was more—I was a techie, as a musician, and I wanted to get, spend my days dealing with techie's and musicians. And but I just knew I understood commercial law.
0: Uh, okay, so you've got you've got, a, you've got this legal framework, and particularly let's let's pick a profession. Musicians sure. are a great profession. Okay, um, yeah. the world for for musicians is changing dramatically. Beforehand, you would go, you get a recording contract with a radio with a record label, yeah. and, and then they you go and you put down some tracks on a record, yeah. and then they would sell the records and they would keep ninety five percent of the money and give you some of it. Yeah. and then you get radio airtime and you get royalties, and everybody understood the rules of the game. Hmm. And, and then came the internet, and all hell broke for musicians
1: and is currently still breaking loose well it didn't break loose for musicians as much it broke loose for the record companies who suddenly just lost their business model because suddenly musicians could go straight to market and so when we work with musicians we try to figure out well you know how do you go straight to market and if you're going to start creating relationships with your business your brand what are those relationships and how do you structure them correctly you know and on your question that you asked a minute ago the thing that you mentioned mentioned about personal brands and starting it off How do you start off a business? It never really gets much more complex than that. What do you do? What are the relationships that you you are setting up around you, whether that's with suppliers, clients, employees, the state, uh, the law? And how do you manage those relationships? And that's, you know, if you really break down commercial law to its finest, you know, to its inner core, that's pretty much what it is.
0: So, in the case of a musician who's got a band around them, they are five okay. members of the band, and we know that bands, by their nature, five artistic people with five different interpretations of what they're going to be yeah. sounding like five years from now, um, these things, more often than not, can end quite badly. Totally. And
1: so, take the example of the band. If you don't work out your relationship with the band, fantastic example, UB40. There are currently, I believe, two UB40s touring around the world right now. There were bands split up at some point, and at, and both, there was a disagreement on who
0: owned the band. And they're going hell for leather at each other, saying, you can't be genuine because you don't have this, and you can't be exactly. genuine because you don't have that. Um, and, one and,
1: of them is genuine. Though. One <laughs> of them is genuine.
0: Um, there is, um, uh, what was the beer? Budvar? Budweiser yeah. by Budvar, for example. The the family left the Czech Republic, went to America and started Bird, yeah. um, which is now owned by Anheuser-Busch. And there's been big fights between the original Budweiser, which you can drink, and then the stuff they make in America out of rice. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, those sorts of sort of trademark battles are more common possibly than we think.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the trademarks is an interesting thing. You know, in today's world, I suppose the, the thing for me is, is it's less about the brands. And for me, it's like more about the ideas and how do you construct an idea and make sure you get that to market and big enough and build that up securely enough without someone copying it.
0: So let's assume four guys come to you. The names are John, Paul, Ringo, Ringo. and, and the other guy, the other guy George. <laughs> um, and, and they come and say, look, we're starting this band. We're going to go play in Hamburg for a while and get to get our 10,000 hours of expertise. And then we're going to take the world by storm and everyone's going to love us. Yeah. Um, it's a great idea. I'm in. Okay. You're in. Yeah. Excellent. Because a lot of people don't believe it'll ever work. <laughs> uh, and, and they, it's all fine. They write songs. Some guys write the songs. Some guys play the songs. How would you structure this? Uh, they want to call themselves the Beatles, apparently. How how would you recommend to four guys like that, who've each got very specific skill sets, as to how they divvy up the business, how yeah. they protect themselves, and. How the royalties get paid in perpetuity, because if they do get big, mm. um, people are still going to be playing their songs 50 years after yeah. they, they stop playing.
1: So I think for the one and the overall thing, and it's never a nice answer, is there is no general answer in it. it the answer has got to fit the four guys specifically in the room. Um, so that's as an overall. So what suits one band won't suit another. Um, but Um And then my cert- certain view on bands, which, I mean, because we deal with this often with bands, is that – I think if you start to split it too much into pieces and start to get too connected to who's doing what in the band, you're not looking to build a sustainable future for the band.
0: There's no, you don't have a collegial relationship, totally. a group think sort of. Totally,
1: idea. and someone who, you know, uh, I'm a drummer personally. We never get as much respect as I think we should. But you know, someone <laughs> um, a drummer might be seen cool. You don't write the music. You should be taking less. But the reality is that drummer might be um, helping in production or, or yeah. you know. Looking after the kids when everyone's at practice. Um, that's a joke. Um,
0: <laughs> the, the, you know, everyone we, plays a part in We just learned a lot about your life, but <laughs> yes.
1: Um, everyone, plays, uh, everyone plays a part in it. So I personally think with bands, you've got to focus on the whole, and with business, with business in general, you've got to focus on the whole instead of if you're going into a business thinking about, well, how do I keep as much of this as possible and how do I get more than the other guys? I personally don't think it's a good way to go in. Of course, you know, we could do it different. bands do do it differently. Mm -hmm. If you write in the songs, you are putting in a lot more work than the others. And so you could maybe structure that differently.
0: And and in the world, the way the world is moving, I mean, we talk about creativity and artistry. A lot of people are are getting good technology skills. They're getting great coding skills. And they are, I mean, fintech is huge. And people are working within the, the banking environment and going, there's a gap. Now, I could give my idea to the bank. Or I could leave and take this idea and develop it and sell it into the banking industry. Exactly. And that requires a very particular. Particular sort of thinking around yeah. protecting yourself legally.
1: Totally, I think so. The banking industry, is super, super industry. Uh, interesting because what your example that you're setting up, uh, that you just set up now, it's the that happens a lot. And the banks need to uh, generate new ideas and need to innovate. But banks, by their nature, because they are so big and so institutionalized, they move slower. So you do get a lot of people that that figure out an idea, leave, and try and develop them and what the banks are now doing is they're investing in these ideas and they've said there's a couple of the banks have incubators where they're trying to essentially invest to to well for one to figure out new ideas around banking second of all to get their first crack of investment at it and um, you know I think the banking sector is watching this innovation very very carefully and in South Africa specifically that sector is huge.
0: This concept of innovation and the concept of protecting innovation mm. um, and who owns what in mm. that relationship. The Vodacom case is such a – the please call me yeah. um dispute is such an important one. It still hasn't been settled. The young mm. guy who came up with the idea – he didn't develop the idea but came up with the idea. And, um, uh, you know, the re- Alan Craig is reputative. Said, sure, we'll give you some money for it. And then, you know, 15 years later, um, there's still a whole lot of argy-bargy going on because they just didn't agree – Totally. in writing on the t In writing.
1: The whole matter could have been so, so quick. You know, a lot of people think that's an intellectual property matter, um, but it's not. It's a contractual one. If it had just been down on paper, an email or anything, I think it could have been a lot simpler. And that lesson we should all learn. If you have something valuable, an idea, don't share it until you are secure with the people that you're sharing it to. And you can do that through contract, or you can do that through relationships of trust. Of course, the best way to secure trust is a contract. Um but you know, and that's that's definitely a message that we that we that entrepreneurs that need to learn
0: the the, the sanctity of contract. How mm. strong is that? I mean, if something is written down in black and white, yet as we know, lawyers go, well, on the, uh, well, yeah. you know, it could be read two ways. That's a lousy contract, to my mind.
1: So yeah, I suppose any contract that can be read two ways is a lousy one. But again, I mean we that's looking at the real end of the example. For the most part, most people are good people and don't want to mess each other uh, mess each other over. So most contracts are not landing up in court. Once in m- once in a while you have a, a math that lands up in court. But if you've got something clear down on paper, um the cha- the chances of it landing up in court are slim. If it is a deal that is worth millions of uh, of rand, then you need to put more effort into it and make sure you have a very very tight contract. But if you're a small business, you're doing work with a supplier that's bit, and that's an important work for you. It's going to be generating your monthly income, but it's worth ten, fifteen, twenty thousand rand to a month. You just need something very solid, but you don't need. You want this. Page. I will
0: deliver that, and you will pay me this much for the service. And
1: if you cancel, this is what happens. And I own the intellectual property. And if we land up in a dispute, we'll settle it, you know, in mediation.
0: Mediation versus arbitration versus court. What's the difference between mediation and arbitration?
1: Arbitration is like a is like a, a so sort of court it's court light. It's court. It's court light, <laughs> and you agree that the finding will be binding. Mm. Uh, mediation is super interesting. What it basically is is the two people agree to sit around the table with a trained mediator and work the issue out. Um, uh, you kind of the mediator will not judge, but he'll try, he or she will try find solutions. And for me, one of the big solutions, big motivations in not landing up in court is court is very, very, very expensive. So, you know, when you're sitting there and it's costing you money to mediate and you've got to find a way out of this dispute, uh, we see that people do want to sort their differences out.
0: And, and, but you've got to have willing partners to, the, come, to come to the table.
1: That's always that is the big catch in the whole thing. You've got to have willing partners. You know, when, when I was involved in a corporate law firm, we'd, you hear people uh, say a lot, you know, it's not about the money, it's about the principle. Mm-hmm. It's always about the principle until you until realize it costs lots of money. Until <laughs> costs, lots of
0: money. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting business, Ed, cool, Ed, thank Stern. Thank you. Director, Legalese, the law firm, that's not a law firm, it's a legal consultancy looking at applying the law more creatively. Um, It's not accounting creative. It's just uh, taking the law and utilizing it in the most pragmatic way possible. Maybe that's the best way of describing it. Directed Legalese, Aiton Stern.